Hello, this is John Smallwood, Senior Wealth Advisor with Smallwood Wealth Management. And today I'm continuing the conversation on the 19 sources of retirement income. This has been an ongoing series for us. And one of the things that we want to continually focus on is how do I prepare myself for market volatility? How do I prepare myself for things that are going to take me out of my game. And we put together this 19 sources of retirement income to begin thinking about how can we do this in a strategic manner so that as you're implementing financial strategies, you're growing wealth, you're starting to create the environment that would give you the options to take advantage of these sources of income. doesn't necessarily mean you're going to use all of them. If you could, it would be fantastic because you'd have tremendous flexibility as we go through certain periods of time. One of the things I want to discuss today is the concept of how does principal paydowns boost retirement income? Because that's really the most important part of pretty much every conversation that we have with clients, existing clients, ongoing clients, is how do we boost the retirement income? But in the same breath, the conversation is, how do I do it without the fear of running out of capital? Okay, so the concept of a principal paydown is that I have a lump sum of money. Let's just assume for a second it's $100,000. And that $100,000 might be making an interest rate of 1% or 2% or 5% or you know whatever, however it is. But let's just, just assume for a second that it's making 5%, okay? So I'm living off of $5,000 worth of interest for concept, okay? And that 5,000 may not be the most amount of income that I need at this particular point in my life, right? So the theory is if I need to increase income, there, what I want to do is set up a strategy where I take the interest, but I also take a portion of the principal every single year. And I spread that out over a five year, 10, 15 or 20 year time frame. And the idea is what that does is it increases the income that I'm receiving from the asset or the distribution, not necessarily income, but the distribution that I'm receiving. But it also might have great tax impacts. So let's assume there's $100,000 sitting in a certificate of deposit and it, it's making 2%. So I can take $2,000 worth of interest, which is not that exciting, which would be taxable. If I take some principal, let's say another $1,000 of that, I'm going to slowly spend down that asset. The principal portion in the first year is a thousand, the interest is two thousand. And as I spread, as I pay that down, the interest portion will actually decline and the principal portion goes up. So therefore, it becomes more tax efficient as we go forward. You know, you can do this with bonds, you can do this with annuities, you can do this with many different types of investment vehicles. It, it really comes down to the strategy and what we're trying to achieve. A popular version of this many, many years ago was creating in essence, what was called the bucket strategy where you would create three buckets of money, 
one that is geared more for the first 10 years of retirement. The second one you're going to spend during the second phase of retirement, the second 10 year period. And the third bucket was one that you were focused on from year 20 to year 30 of a retirement plan, spending those assets down. And that was, in essence, the bucket strategy. You get into risks, questions, and all kinds of crazy things, which we don't want to get into within the spectrum of what we're talking about. But this environment that we're in, this low interest rate environment, which for all intents and purposes, I've been saying for the last 12, 13 years that interest rates are going to rise. I've been 100% wrong. That isn't the case. I'm sticking to my strategy. I'm sticking to my thought pattern. I believe interest rates are going to rise. Um, at this point, we're at, as we record this, middle of June 2000, where early June 2000, we are in some pretty low interest rates. The 10-year Treasury is bouncing off about 0.6, 0.7 range. It was lower a few months ago. But what I want you to think about is there are when you start thinking about $100,000 sitting in an account that's making two or $3,000 worth of interest, and that would be extra special. It's not that exciting, right? So one of the ways to calculate this is to use a financial calculator, because the idea is not to increase risk, not to do those things, but to basically say, if there's $100,000 and I happen to be making 2% and I want to do a a principal pay down over a 20 year period, I can take out about, let's make sure my math is right. So I got $100,000 in the account, the future value in 20 years, I'm going to spend it down. So it'll be zero. And I'm going to make 2% interest. So now I can take out $6,000 per year, 61.55 according to my HP 12C calculator. And that's the first year, 4,000 of it, $4,115 would be principal, which would be tax-free. The other 2,000 would be interest, conceptually, right? So now we're slowly spending down this money over a 20-year period. Assuming interest rates never change, they don't go up or they don't go down, that payment's going to stay relatively the same. One of the reasons that you might want to consider using an annuity to do a strategy like this is that the interest rate is pretty, you know, when you buy something like that, the annuity is the interest rate for the time frame that you're doing this. If it was a 10-year period or a 20-year period certain, that interest rate would be guaranteed. The drawback is if we're in a rising interest rate, that may and not give you as much flex flexibility going forward. But typically from a, from a planning perspective, you would want to have a replacement asset at the end of this. You would want something in the plan compounding for that 20 year period. So when you get out to the end of the 20 years that you have the money to continue the income. Now, the question is, will I be here or not? Who the heck knows? And that's not really the, that's not the purpose of this. But the, the concept of a pay down is something that conceptually is needed in the moment. It, you know, looking back into the middle 1980s, 
late 1980s when I started my career, full-time 1990, interest rates were seven, eight, nine percent It didn't take a lot of creativity or a lot of special talent to be able to create a retirement plan. You put a million dollars in a 7% account, you got $70,000. The problem was as the interest rates came in and started collapsing, that person who did that strategy became his money, his, his wealth became under attack because of the pressure to pull withdrawals without a backstop. And that's really the key is I've got to have a backstop somewhere in the plan. You could carve out a piece of money and say, out of this $100,000 that's making 2%, if I took $20,000, for example, and I set it aside, and I took the same income off the 80, and that 20,000 had a you know, guaranteed interest rate that I could grow by or something to that nature, we know what it would be at the end of the 20 year period. And now that would produce, you know, let's say that it only needs to produce 10 years of income. I don't need as much money in that account to produce the same $6,000 worth of income for a 10-year period. So these are, you know, for example, to produce that same 6,000 amount of money, you might only need 55,000 as opposed to 100, assuming that same 2% interest rate. So as you begin to create the plan, you have to think about the role of the investment vehicles or the, the financial products that are in your plan, what is the role? What are they what are they doing in the plan? And do they allow me to do strategies like this? Because this is this is a freeing strategy for somebody if they have the right components in the rest of their plan. Okay. This can be done with bonds, certificates of deposit, money market accounts, it can be done by using using fixed annuities, annuities with an income guarantee. They could be many different types of products can be used to do this. There are certain ways of mixing and making things better based upon your, your unique circumstances that could make that better. It's really important to focus on this from the standpoint of if I'm nearing retirement, and this is something that I have a conversation with uh, more frequently in my career than I did in the last 10 years, because more, more and more of my clients are approaching retirement. But we talk about this from the standpoint of the first 10 to 15 years of retirement is where we really want to take advantage of traveling, spending money on the kids, doing more things, having more enjoyment of the money that you want to do. So you might look at this and say, you know, I have a million dollars, just as an example, and I'm trying to generate a fifty to sixty thousand dollar a year income from this asset. So I have that in addition to my Social Security and maybe pension items, etc. But for that first ten years, we really we want to go to Europe and we want to go different places. So you might look at this and say, you know, after that first ten years of retirement where you know i've slowed down maybe our health is not as good or we have then we're going to have grandkids we won't be able to travel as much etc you take that first 10 year period and say you know we would like an extra certain amount of money every single year so maybe i want to take you know 10 percent of my assets and do a pay down for the 10 year period where we put it in a side account and we pull ten eleven thousand dollars a year out of that 
And that's additional income to do these things. And then later on, I have a backstop and you know, I'm not spending down my other assets. So the pay down, the principal pay down has tax benefits. It can boost your income for periods of the retirement plan. It can provide additional peace of mind. You know, you have to look at these calculations and look at if I'm, you know, for example, if I was doing that $100,000 at 2%, that's going to give me $6,000 a year. And then I'm out of money at the end of the 20 year period. That's nice, but I'm out of money if I don't have the backstop. And a lot of times what we find is the concept of an immediate annuity might actually produce the same $60,000, you know, the same $6,000 a year, but it's lifetime and you might have a joint lifetime. We covered that in an earlier episode, but I just want you, the whole purpose of what we're always trying to do with the podcast and the whole time that we're trying to do this 19 sources of retirement income is to position strategy in your mind to get you to think strategically that there are many ways to approach maximizing and or boosting retirement income without the fear of running out of capital. Our belief is that it's, it's, it's not about product. It's about strategy and it's about how I organize these components into my plan to reduce risk, to reduce fees and costs, to reduce taxes, to reduce the impact of inflation on the money, to reduce or increase, let's just say, increase the retirement income and ultimately pass more to the family. I mean, that's really my ultimate goal is to create that foundation where you get the more enjoyment of the wealth, pay less taxes, have less risk, pay less fees, save more money when you can, spend more money in retirement and pass more to your family Meanwhile, having all those layers of protection. So the principal pay down is something that it's important to look at what is it that I want to accomplish and then talk to your financial advisor to see how they might help you get that done, how that might be an improvement at a certain time frame. But let's, if you're interested in it, we have a lot of tools and functions on our website that you can gather from us. We have the 19 sources of retirement guide as a download on smallwoodassociates.com. If you like the podcast, I'd like you to share it with other people, provide a rating. If you want more information on it, you can contact us and we can give you specific information. And one of the key things that we offer, all the clients get this, but for new clients, we set up what we call the wealth curve conversation. And that conversation is typically a 30 to 40 minute no obligation, free conversation to talk about you, your money, your goals, your dreams, to find out where you are. And that allows us to get a good understanding of how we might be able to help you. For a lot of people, they walk away from it as one of the best conversations that they've had about their money. And it's basically a quick conversation. From there, we would move into what we call the Wealth Curve Blueprint and Scorecard. That's where we get the real details to understand this is where I really am, the amount of taxes that I'm paying, the amount of debt that I have, the lifestyle numbers, the savings rates, where the money is, the risk levels, all those things. And then from there, you get a really good understanding of what is it, what can I change in the plan? What chess pieces can I move around to achieve those seven goals? Reducing taxes, reducing risk, reducing fees, increasing savings, increasing retirement income passing more to the family and having more benefits and more protection around that 
around that wealth. We also have a free book offer, Five Ways Your Wealth's Under Attack book. And I've just recently written a new book called It's Your Wealth, Keep It. That is available on Amazon. Right now you can pre-order it on the johnlsmallwood.com website. You can actually get a, uh, a chapter for free with no obligation there also. Thank you for your time today and look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to the end of the video. Smallwood Wealth Management is an investment advisor representative. The opinions expressed by Smallwood Wealth Management and guests on this show are their own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice, information presented for this educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume that any discussions or information presented serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized advice from Smallwood Wealth Management or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer of solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Smallwood Wealth Management is not a law firm or an accounting firm, and no portion of this presentation should be interpreted as legal, accounting, or tax advice. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Thank you for listening.